Hello everyone and welcome to a brand new episode of Tech Discourses. I am Ratan Wig, your host today. And today we are going to talk about software applications and the designing component of software applications, particularly microservices architecture, which is a form of service-oriented architecture whereby software applications are built as a collection of loosely coupled services as opposed to one giant monolithic software application. The beauty of microservices architecture is that each microservice can be created independently from the other or even in a completely different programming language and run on their own. All software systems exist to serve a business need. However, all software systems are not made in the same way or follow the same architecture or structure. Software systems vary in their complexity and size. There is an ecosystem that exists across a wide spectrum, ranging from traditional software systems commonly called monoliths or giant one-piece bundles of code, to microservices, which are tiny single-function systems or apps communicating with each other. Monoliths or conventional software systems are conceived, built, and operated as a single large unit. Because of their size and complexity, even smallest changes in monolithic architecture and monolithic applications involve building and deploying the whole application or a large part of the application. Flexibility is almost zero, while the entire system requires huge efforts to just maintain and run day-to-day operations. Scaling monolithic applications is another challenge why organizations are seeing less and less benefits of supporting this giant conventional architecture. On the other hand, microservices come into picture as a combination of various small features where each feature serves only one distinct purpose of the system. Martin Fowler describes microservices as an approach to developing an application as a suite of small services. According to Google Trends, both DevOps and microservices are recognized as growing and growing popularly concepts. Although DevOps practices can also be used for monoliths, but microservices enables an effective implementation of DevOps through promoting the importance of small teams. Microservices architecture is a cloud-native architecture that aims to realize software systems as a package of small services, each independently deployable on a potentially different platform and technological stack, and running in its own process while communicating through lightweight mechanisms like RESTful or RPC-based APIs. In this setting, each service is a business capability that can utilize various programming languages and data stores and is developed by a small team. Migrating monolithic architectures to microservices brings in many benefits, including but not limited to flexibility to adapt to technological changes in order to avoid technology lock-in, and more importantly, reduce time to market and better development team structuring around services. Microservices help in a variety of ways, especially in shipping new features more frequently and in providing scalability for the collective set of users coming from different mobile application developers. Furthermore, microservices patterns can be used by either practitioners who aim to migrate their current monolithic software systems to microservices or system consultants who help organizations to prepare migration plans for adapting the DevOps practices.
During the past two decades of agile development, microservices architecture has come about as a great way of furthering agile standards while borrowing itself from agile principles. Small teams, collaborative way of working, quick go-to-market approach, and quick feedback cycles and, and reliance on small components are some of the common principles shared between the two approaches. Agile development, which some also refer to as DevOps, means having a number of small teams working on individual smaller projects so that those projects or features or epics can be uh, combined to, to get uh, teams uh, undivided attention. Microservices architecture fits into this development model perfectly, as each small team can own and focus on one service or one piece of the overall software. With microservices, modules or functionalities within an application can be independently produced, deployed, and operated. Microservices architecture offers businesses a unique ability to build and operate only those functionalities which are required, and microservices architecture focuses on creating software as a single function component with well-defined interfaces and, and operations that communicate via APIs. As the microservices are independently deployable and scalable, each service exists within a firm boundary, even allowing for different services to be written in different programming languages and can also be managed by different teams. The most important parameter to decide what and how many microservices are needed is to identify business needs that need to be met. A functionality can be loosely defined as a purpose of the particular element, for example, user getting authenticated through an username password combination is a functionality and authentication is a business feature. What counts is how various business features or functionalities are categorized as business capabilities and then split where required as fully independent, fine-grained and self-contained microservices. Hence, the microservices architecture has certain distinctive features making it more desirable for some business cases than others. Now let's look at some of the benefits and advantages of microservices architecture. The main concept behind microservices architecture is that most types of applications and business units structured around their IT portfolio become easier to build and maintain when they are broken down into smaller composable pieces which work together. To put it differently, each module or component is developed and operated separately, and the application is then simply the sum of all its constituent components. In microservices architecture, each service runs a distinct and independent process and usually manages its own database. This provides development teams with more decentralized approach and more flexibility to building software while also allowing each service to be deployed, rebuilt, redeployed, and managed independently. We have aligned and identified the advantages of microservices architecture into various functional areas. For example, uh, microservices are a great way of, of enabling and furthering the agile development process. Microservices architecture involves organizing services around business features, and each service is self-contained and generally implements a single business capability. 
Hence, value delivered to business is immediate rather than waiting for a big bang value delivery as in case of monolithic applications where the development cycles are long and often stretched out far beyond meaning. Further, applications and software built on microservices model are broken down into smaller outcome-driven components or services, which is another key pillar of Agile. Each of these components or services can be produced, developed, and redeployed independently throughout the cycle. Developers and tech teams get the freedom to work on individual components or services and features delivering short-term increment of increments of business value. Testing cycles are quick and short and complex. Endless regression tests are eliminated as there are limited components to be tested. Defect fixing is vastly improved as well. However, this has to be taken with a grain of salt as uh, there are complexities inbuilt within microservices architecture that sometimes require complex regression testing as well. Customer feedback cycle is greatly helped in microservices architecture as microservices are easier to focus on and relevant feedback can be provided without confusing between complex features in case of monolithic applications. Another area where microservices helps a lot is when there are different customer teams uh, who are involved in giving feedback. Each customer team can focus on their area and doesn't have to wait for the entire uh, organization to give or structure their feedback. In the area of optimization and flexibility, the microservices architecture is a brilliant way of uh, treating each service as a separate code base and which is generally managed by a small development team. Hence, there is greater flexibility. Services are responsible for persisting their own data or external state. And this differs from monolithic application model where a separate data layer handles data persistence. Then there are components of microservices which are better written in one language. Microservices architecture enables developers to write code for different services in different languages. In the area of operations and fault tolerance, microservices architecture leads to a greater fault tolerance within an application or software. Since the application is a suite of multiple small microservices, it leads to better fault isolation as when one microservice fails, the other others will simply continue to work. And the downtime is severely reduced as individual components are easier and quicker to fix. And while the fixes themselves can be deployed quickly rather than bringing down the whole application and repeating endless regression tests to ensure that the implemented fixes do not break any other component in case of large connected monolithic architectures. In the areas of CI and CD, which is continuous uh, integration and continuous development, by default, microservices architecture enables easy integration through quick deployments and many times uh, deployments using open source continuous integration tools such as Jenkins, etc. Services are deployed independently and a dev team can update an existing service without rebuilding and re redeploying the entire application stack. Finally, the microservice architecture enables continuous delivery and microservices architecture works very well with containers, container services such as Docker. 
in the area of security and uh, safeguarding the data microservices vastly simplify security monitoring because various parts of an application or software are isolated hence can be easily observed and managed security threats once identified can be quickly isolated and thus prevented from spreading to other parts of the application or software while the components or services can be spread across multiple data centers or environments and run on different systems to reduce risk and downtime while providing enhanced disaster recovery planning and finally from a scalability and uh, ease of operations uh, smaller pieces of functionality are better reused and uh, integration with third party services is quicker and less complex while the third party uh, services themselves uh, appreciate the uh, need of integrating with less and less components and the integration exercise itself is a straightforward piece of uh, activity microservices architecture gels very well with cloud infrastructure it's in fact it's a cloud native architecture thereby becoming highly scalable so let's look at how the microservices architecture uh, came about and and what were the early adaption use cases as in the case of any new technical offering there are organizations which are quick to adapt to microservices uh, or or any new technology just as there are organizations which will typically hold out organizations like netflix ebay amazon the uk government digital service twitter paypal the guardian and typically any social media platform and any new um, Uh, modern uh, software service or or application and many other large scale websites and applications have all gradually evolved from monolithic to microservices architecture in case of retail giant walmart it department of walmart canada uh, was plagued with problems arising out of working with an architecture for the internet of 2005 in the early days which was primarily designed around desktops laptops laptops and monoliths of a classic monolithic application not so much around mobile computing and and computing on the go the problem was that the it infrastructure worked fine for 90% of the time and seemed to miserably fail during the remaining 10% the impact of this 10% failure rate was spectacular at peak times like during holiday season major holidays and other events the website couldn't handle 6 million page views per minute and made any kind of positive customer experience impossible to achieve business impact resulting from this kind of a kind of an architecture poor customer experience lost revenue and sales to the tunes of millions of dollars and a loss of market share were the prime worries for walmart canada Walmart Canada wanted to prepare for the world of 2020 and beyond with 4 billion people connected and 25 plus million apps available uh, across the internet with this intent Walmart changed its platform to microservices architecture and the impact of this change was immediate and as clear as daylight 
Conversions were up by 20% literally overnight. Mobile orders were up by 98% instantly. And no downtime or major events like Black Friday or Boxing Day. Uh, further operational savings were significant since they moved off expensive hardware onto commodity hard hardware and cloud and saved 40% of the computing power and experienced 50% up to 50% cost savings overall. In early 2000, similarly, Amazon faced a similar challenge with its primary business, the retail business. Amazon.com at that time was being managed as a single monolithic application. Once again, a classic use case. The complex scale and size of the application meant that Amazon had to maintain teams of engineers just to support very mundane tasks of pushing new fixes and releases through its production environment. The process of adding a new feature or changing an existing one or a simple bug fix was extremely complex and inefficient. Each change needed to be coordinated across a wide spectrum of stakeholders and technical teams to ensure that the new changes do not break anything in the existing code. If the development team wanted to roll out a feature, the schedule needed to be coordinated very closely with all other stakeholders. Amazon soon chose to implement a services-oriented architecture and proceeded to break down their one central hierarchical product development team into small two pizza teams. They wanted teams so small that they could feed the entire team with just two pizzas. These smaller teams were given clear mandate and operating boundaries and were put in charge of one or few microservices. So they were defining their own feature roadmap, designing their features, implementing the features, then testing, deploying, and operating them. The results were simply too good. Amazon dramatically improved its front-end development lifecycle with the product teams enabled to quickly make decisions and crank out new features for their microservices. Now the company makes 50 million deployments a year thanks to the microservices architecture and the and the continuous delivery processes which is a further testament to the strength of microservices breaking your applications into microservices isn't always easy or enough once done, somebody has to manage and orchestrate them and deal with the new stack. The orchestration of various services is a key and a very critical component in the entire microservices stack. The biggest mistake organizations make when moving to microservices architecture model is understanding how, how it's going to change the way they they think about application and applications and especially the way they think about teams developing those applications there are a few uh, points where every organization has to be careful while deciding their path to microservices implementation for example implementing microservices without making changes to the development culture uh, like unlike the changes that amazon had to make and microsoft had to make and various other organizations like netflix and ebay ha had to make on their development uh, uh, resources is uh, going to result in, in a fractured uh, organization which is further confused by the implementation of something as complex as microservices. Further, implementing microservices without laying the prerequisites, especially the agile and DevOps practices, once again, will not result in any tangible benefits. Uh, and finally, uh, moving too fast and moving too much and expecting unrealistic results from uh, an um, 
microservices architecture implementation, uh, something on the lines of magic pills is once again a recipe for disaster. So the philosophy of the microservices architecture is to do one thing and to do it well. Services might run within the same process, but they should be independently deployable and easy to replace. That is the whole core of microservices architecture. They can be implemented using different programming languages, databases, and software environment. However, the services, as they are small and fine-grained to perform a single function, need to be clearly classified and orchestrated well. The microservices architecture embraces automation of testing and deployment, continuous delivery software development processes, and quick and early identification of failures and faults, and similar to anti-fragile systems. Each service is elastic, resilient, composable, minimal, and complete in itself. At the core of it, each microservices should try to satisfy the specific user story or business requirement that the microservice is created for. It is an ideal architectural design pattern in today's ever-increasing interconnected world and helps support multiple platforms and devices that can span the cloud, mobile, internet, and internet of things, and even wearable devices. Finally, it's very important to keep in mind that there is no one-size-fits-all solution here and the needs of one application or one organization will likely be very different from the other. Architectural patterns are meant generally as a guideline and there are very common and valid cases where different kind of architecture patterns can, can usher in different kind of results depending on the implementation model and the maturity of the organization. So that brings us to the end of this episode. I hope that you all enjoyed this episode as much as we enjoyed making it. I hope you found it informative and the content enriching. As always, any feedback is always welcome. Thank you very much to all our listeners for listening into Tech Discourses. This is Ratan Rig, your host, signing off for the day. Stay safe, everybody, and have a great day, week, month ahead.